I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Squiggly Career Podcast from Amazing If. I'm Helen Tupper, and I'm here with my co-founder, Sarah Ellis. Hi. So today then, we're going to be covering a topic which was a request from one of our evening courses. Uh, We gave people a list of topics and they voted on the ones that they really wanted to hear about. And this one came up top and that is how to find a mentor. And as our careers all become more squiggly, we think it's going to be more important than ever to find the right mentors who can support you along the way and help you navigate your squiggle. We've both been really lucky. We've had some brilliant mentors. We've also had some not so great ones. And we're going to share our experiences of both for you and give you some top tips that hopefully help you to do the same. Well, find the good ones, really, more than the bad ones. Um, so let's get started with some of the basics. Sarah, what, what do you think a mentor actually is and how many have you got at any one time? Um, so actually, that's not quite as straightforward as I thought it might be. I was like, I thought I'd be able to just reel off some sort of brilliant definition of a mentor. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ended up thinking about it and uh, obviously going to my trusted advisor, Google. Um, <laughs> is that your mentor? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, so I don't think there is necessarily a kind of definitive definition of what uh, does and doesn't necessarily constitute a mentor. I think my personal perspective is probably it's somebody who is a trusted advisor someone who knows you really well and I think that's really important because then you can be vulnerable with that person it's somebody who should be able to challenge you and I think also really importantly I know that with all my mental relationships they're always there when I need them so for some people I have more continual relationships sometimes it's more I'm asking for advice based on their expertise so something they're particularly good at but I know that with these sort of two or three people if I phone them or drop them an email at any one time because I really needed some support or some help I know they'd always be there for for me mm. um so what about you have you got some sort of brilliant insight into mentorship you can share <laughs> I don't I don't know that I've got a brilliant insight actually um I was thinking trusted advisor I think is a really really good term the only thing I was thinking I was like what's the difference between a mentor and a friend like quite a lot of my friends I might call trusted advisors. And I think yeah. it is, it, it's something about their ability to give you that advice in the context of your career. Whereas some of my friends would give me loads of support and they'd make me laugh, but it's not it's not necessarily in the context of my career. So I think for me, the, it's that trusted advisor who can help you in the context of your career that makes them a mentor and something more than a friend. Because if I think about my mentors, they're not my friends. I don't, no, I don't tell no. them everything that's going on in my life. There is quite a distinction between them and I'm, those conversations are a bit more constructive than the random chats I might have with my friends. So there is definitely something different. I was trying to put my finger on it and I think it's just because the conversation is a bit more focused around 
my need and how they can help me and how they can you know share their experience with me so that's a very waffly answer to but it's just like a build on your trusted advisor bit and then yeah as in terms of how many I've got I actually don't have an ongoing mentor at the moment I have lots of different mentors who I tap into for different things and I think it's because I I the ongoing mentor and development I get some of that through a coach which is a very different thing to a mentor but I do kind of have at the moment an ongoing relationship with a coach which is helping me do some of some reflection and so I kind of supplement my coach with mentors on specific things so I I guess I use mentoring in a slightly different way than your ongoing one at the moment but the fact that I've got lots of people that I can call my mentors and that I have a relationship with that means I can tap into them at any time for a call or an email or you know a meeting that's that's really really helpful to me because it's almost a bit more bit more like reactive mentoring um for for what I what I need right then so that's how that's how it works for me and it's super super powerful for my development so both kind of slightly different takes on how we're using mentoring at the moment but I think both of us saying really really helpful definitely what what do you think is the best way to get a mentor then based on your experience um well I actually thought I'd start with maybe what not to do okay um (laughs) because I think um and actually the reason I think people are often interested in getting a mentor is one of two things one you want to get promoted and you think um this person is going to help me get promoted (laughs) um or secondly you just think you should it sounds like a good thing to do mm-hmm. and you maybe look at people around you or people you admire and respect who maybe talk about having had very impactful mentors and you think yep yeah, I'd like one of those and I definitely did this earlier in my career I I was probably in both of those camps simultaneously I want to get promoted and this feels like a good thing to do <laughs> um so therefore the answer is I'm just going to get a mentor <laughs> and I actually asked my manager at the time to introduce me to somebody my primary motivation, to be honest, was to get somebody as senior as possible <laughs> who I'd never met before, I hadn't got a relationship with. And, you know, my manager was very supportive um, and did introduce me to this person. But it was one of the most awkward conversations I then ever had when I then yeah. met this person. They were actually great. Really, he was a really nice guy. And actually, we, we did have quite a lot in common, ultimately. But in terms of as a mentor relationship, it was all wrong because I wasn't specific about the support I was looking for. I hadn't done kind of any preparation. I really turned up almost expecting him to just impart loads of wisdom on me. (laughs) Just like, tell me all the answers, which is, you know, in hindsight now quite naive, but it was absolutely done with all the best intentions. You know, I I wanted, I wanted to learn. I wanted to get better, but I think I, I really hadn't understood like what what a mentor meant to me and I think that point about being specific is so important Mm -hmm. know why you want a mentor and know you know the sorts of things you want the help with because then even if it's not somebody you already know and you are being introduced by somebody else Mm -hmm. again they can make a more meaningful connection because they know the help that you're looking for Mm -hmm. yeah does that make sense yeah absolutely I think um yeah, the being being given a mentor thing. I uh, I don't know that it works. I've been given two in the past. I had one through a um like a university program that I was on at work, yeah. and I got given a mentor, and it was just a really bad relationship. It was a really really bad fit. We just came at things from a different perspective, and it became something that I had to extract myself from in a slightly awkward and uncomfortable way. Um, yeah. That wasn't extract great. Extract yourself from. Oh, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. 
Um, so yeah, that. But I did successfully extract myself. But I probably wasted about four hours of my life in the process. And then the I was also given one in a company that was the senior thing. Someone said, I think you should have a mentor on the board. And 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 mm. this person was very good. But I did have to work really hard to establish that relationship because to your point it felt like we'd just been stuck together and gone okay you'd be a good fit off you go and and had to work really hard to make that a meaningful relationship which which now it is but it could have gone it could have gone wrong because you just got thrown together with someone that people assume is a good is a good match for you what what else from your what your experience there do you think about getting a good mentor well, given I started off in quite a negative way, uh, from a more <laughs> positive perspective, the mentor relationships that I've had, and actually there's a few now that I've had for five or six years, so these are long-term mentors who I now know very well. I was trying to think about why do they work so brilliantly? And I think that's because I've understood now that even though mentors are often people giving you lots of advice, lots of support, they're very much on your side, I've now recognised that I can add value to them too. So understanding that mentoring is a two-way relationship, I think whether you're the mentor or the mentee, I think is really important. And so I started to think about for the people who mentored me, well, what value could I add? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it was in really small ways. So it might just be things like I'd spot an article that I thought might be interesting for them um, and I'd take the time to send it across. It might be I'd send them a book. I'd offer to go and talk to them about uh, a topic that maybe I was an expert in that I thought might be interesting to their organisation. Um, and actually, even this week, uh, I've just come back from a programme at London Business School and um, I've done a presentation summarising uh, the things that I learnt. And the two or three organisations I'm going to talk that presentation through with are all organisations that I have a mentor relationship in. And so that's something that, you know, I now have, I now know them very well. I can, I can offer to do that. They don't have to take me up on it. That, that's absolutely fine. But you can tell that already they really appreciate me taking the time to come and talk to their team about something that I've got to offer. And then it just feels like a really nice, I guess, reciprocal relationship, but don't always feel like it has to be, um, I guess, at the same yeah. level. Because I think when I first started with a lot of these relationships, you know, it genuinely would be, I'd spot something really small or even just taking the time to send a thank you card or to mm. say thank you in a kind of considered way after a session, I think makes a big difference. So I think once you start with um, a mental relationship, just keep in mind that it's a kind of, it's it's a two-way thing. It's not just about someone imparting all their wisdom mm. on you. It does. And I love, I love that you're imparting your knowledge from that course. It's a very brand Sarah thing to kind of distill it. Also, <laughs> I'm sure there's some learning model, like the Kirkpatrick learning model or something that says that's about how you can cement your learning as well, that you've done that. Yeah. Theme for another day. <laughs> In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what about you in terms of your mentor relationships? You said you don't have one mm. at the moment that's an ongoing relationship. How do you even start with mentors? How do you kind of find one and have that, that first uh, conversation? Because I guess that's often the one that people feel most uh, nervous yeah, about. Yeah, so I think that this is going to sound really controversial I don't think you should ever ask for a mentor which feels really really odd when we're talking about how you get a mentor but I think I feel like asking for a mentor is a bit like going up to somebody and asking them to be in a relationship with you and with no real context of that person that like you wouldn't I wouldn't go up to someone and say can I be in a long-term relationship with you that would scare that person away and they think I was quite odd but we seem to be quite comfortable with the assumption that we should go up to people and say will you be my mentor and I think that question is very easy for people to say no to for all kinds of reasons they might not know you they might not have the time they might yeah. see this as a an ongoing relationship and maybe they've already got other people it just 
will you be my mentor? I think it, to your point earlier, it's with good intentions, but I think it doesn't set you up for success. And I think a much better thing to do and a better way to potentially start a relationship is to just ask for one session. So to go to your point about being specific early, you've got to understand what it is you want to learn. And it doesn't have to be something really big, like I want to learn to be a leader. I mean, that's massive, but it might just be, I really want to learn how to engage my team better. Or I really want to learn how to be a bit more confident when I talk to senior people. I actually think starting a conversation and a, and a mental relationship with something very specific is a better starting point than those massive, massive themes, which you're going to, you know, just get really absorbed in. Yeah. And I think uh, making the point that you've you've seen that absolutely, they're good at that absolutely. thing. So, you know, if it's the, um, you know, I really want to improve, you know, how I communicate with senior people, actually then saying to that individual, and, you know, I've been in this meeting where I've seen you do that and really admire your style and yeah. your approach. So, again, it's not just being specific about um, you. It's also being specific that you recognise that they're, that they're really good at that, that that's yeah, one of their actually, strengths. I think there's probably, probably four steps to it. So first is your insight about what specifically it is you want to learn. Then you've got to look across yep. your network or go to other people and find the people that have got that specific knowledge. And if you don't know them, you know, yep. you tap into your network. So I'm looking to learn this. Who do you think is great that might be able to help me? Then the third step is you've got to make the ask. That's exactly what you were saying. When you make that ask, you've got to be specific about, I really want to learn this because of this. And I believe that you are the right person because I've seen this. You've got to kind mm -hmm. of just join that conversation up so they can go, okay. And then you've got to be specific about the time. So it's you've got to, you don't want to say, so can I have six one-hour sessions over the next six months, please? Because that's a bit daunting. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll just ask for one meeting. Can I have one meeting with you where you can share your knowledge and experience of this specific thing that I'm looking to improve on? Most people I have found say yes to that. It might not be in the yeah, next definitely. week or the next month, but most people will give you a half an hour call or a meeting if you've kind of made that eloquent pitch about why them and what it is you want to learn. And then I think you yeah. have your meeting uh, and it might be a brilliant meeting. You might find out everything you want to know and you might say, thanks very much, that's really helpful. And you might just sort of stay in touch with them loosely. You might say, think that was amazing. You want to stay in touch with this person. You'd love it to become a mentor relationship. If that's where you are, I would say you then get in touch with them and say something along the lines of, your advice is really useful. I've been applying it for the last couple of months. Can I just get back in touch with you to share where I am now? And and then you can find a way to continue the relationship and it may, it may evolve to become the relationship. On the other hand, you might have thought this person was brilliant, have a conversation with them, realise it's not a great match, and but it's fine. You Neither of you have made a big commitment to this being beyond a half an hour meeting. And then you're not stuck in that situation I was earlier with four one-hour sessions with somebody, which was just not a great, great situation. Yeah. And I think as well, don't overthink in terms of what people will be thinking about that relationship. So if you have one meeting and you think, well, that was okay, but it's maybe not something you want to continue with, I can guarantee that other person isn't going to be spending loads of time worrying about whether you want yeah. whether you want to have loads more meetings with them. You know, most people are busy, they've got loads of stuff on. So if it's a you know, a one I've definitely had one off sessions that I thought that was um interesting. I did find it helpful, but I just felt like maybe the chemistry wasn't there or I maybe have got the value that I needed. And I've just said thank you and not felt like I've had to continue that that relationship. And I don't think anyone sits there going, Well, that's outrageous. I, I wanted to be, you know, doing monthly sessions or anything like that. So I think just be confident to use uh, mentors in the way that works for you and, um, mm -hmm. you know, set up sessions in a way that feels um, authentic to you. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, it could be, you know, in a really relaxed environment, you know, going for a coffee. It might be that you're both going to the same event and you arrange to meet earlier and then go to the event together. You know, you might just be having a chat on the way to an event. So I think do this um, when you're doing the ask and when you're finding somebody, do it in a way that works for you. Because if you're feeling awkward or under pressure or it just doesn't reflect your style, then you, you won't get the most from it either because you won't be feeling comfortable. I agree. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Should we go on to some top tips just to uh, Let's do finish that. off? So my first top tip actually is something you referenced earlier is that it is okay to fire a mentor. Um, and when I say fire them, I don't mean it kind of quite as harshly as that. Like okay, you're fired. Yeah, yeah, get out. Um, more in the, if you get to a point with a mental relationship, whether it's one or whether you've had six sessions and it just feels like it's time to, to close the relationship, just need to be confident enough to say, thank you, you've been really helpful. This is what I'm going off to do. And then stop. And it's really hard. Yeah. I think some people find that easier than others. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm def- I definitely would be one to be like, oh, yeah, okay, and then I'll, you know, I'll see you soon. I'd get, I'd get all hot and sweaty, no doubt. Um, <laughs> but, you know, do it, in, do it in an email if that's easier. But I think it's okay to really think about how you're spending your time. And if a mental relationship has come to a natural close, recognise uh, the contribution that person has made and then move on. So that's my tip number one. It's okay to get to fire a mentor in a really nice way. <laughs> and I think, yeah, if you do it, as long as you do it in a nice way, I think it's a positive way to end the relationship rather than Let it having, fizzle out, yeah. Yeah, and a couple of meetings where you're both like, oh, what we're we going to talk about today. It just feels like it's become a chat, maybe even in the friend sort of bound, yeah, drought, boundaries yeah, yeah. and not their mental thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, my my top tip is um, don't assume that all of your mentors should be those senior people, maybe in your industry, all about getting a new a new job. I don't think I have any that actually would help me in that way of being more senior and getting me a new job. I have people that advise me in different ways, but I don't, haven't got that anymore in my career. I think that you can have mentors that are at your level. You can't have more like peer mentors. One of my um, I don't want to say favourite mentors. I guess one of my <laughs> most distinctive... I know that's awful. One of my most distinctive mentors is 
very different in behavior to me um so says it how it is straight away and um it's always kind of more 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 abrupt than I would be uh not corporate I've spent my whole career in corporate so I've kind of got that kind of corporate rounding they've not got that and they're in a completely different industry to me but I so value the challenge the experience the way they make me think differently and if I was just going for people in my industry I think I'd get more of the same yeah so just try I think it's like the diversity point that sometimes we talk about the diversity of your mentors is a really important point to make sure that they're really stretching your thinking if you just have the same kind of people you're gonna get the same kind of advice yeah yeah. and I think mentoring is a really good opportunity to just challenge your perceptions and how you're approaching so yeah don't just assume everyone's got to be senior try and get a bit of diversity of thought in your kind of group of mentors that you that you build yeah that's, I think that's a really good one um and one I always have to watch out for because I just end up spending lots of time with people I really enjoy spending mm. time with um <laughs> and they might challenge me and they might have some uh, different perspectives but that that is very different to somebody outside of your industry um etc so I think that is that is a really good tip My second one is offer to be a mentor because I think it will make you a better mentee. So loads of people want mentors. That's why this is such a popular topic and why people ask us to talk about it. And actually proactively offering to mentor, whether it's more inexperienced people in your company, whether it's just people who are new to the organisation, you know, you can do reverse mentoring. I've seen that work really well in companies where you've got a specific expertise and somebody more senior needs needs that knowledge. So you mentor them kind of upwards, so to speak. So I think if you're really interested in both getting a mentor, being a mentor is just also a really good place to start. And, you know, don't feel like that, you know, just because you're maybe not as senior as one day you might like to be, that, that you're not in a position to be that trusted advisor, give a different perspective, do all of those things that we've talked about today. It's such a good point. I have some um, graduates in my team at uh, Microsoft and I talk to them. They're often saying, oh, who can be my mentor? Um, But I say to them that we have interns coming into the organisation and I think our graduates might only have a couple of years experience at Microsoft, but they are amazing mentors to the interns who are are kind of exploring careers. And so, yeah, it's not a level thing at all. I I, I agree with you. And then you, you get to know what are good questions and what good prep looks like for a session so that you can be a better mentor. Yeah. And um, my last tip is is just about following it up with people. I think if people are giving you their time, it is I think it's more than a nice thing to do. I think it is just a valuable thing to follow up with them and say, I took this away from our conversation. This is what I'm gonna do with it. Thank you for your time. And to your point, you can you can say that thank you in lots of different different ways that feel authentic to you. But I think that does a couple of things. It for you, I think it frames the conversation so that you've kind of you, it makes you think. What are the two or three things I took away from that conversation? Yep. What are the actions? That's very useful for you. I think for the mentor, it reinforces the value that they have given to you because they can say, "Oh, okay, that was a useful thing." And then if they're mentoring other people, they know that that was something that was kind of a useful piece of advice. And then I think it's just a nice thing to do. Somebody has given you their time to help you with your career. And they don't have to. And I think it's very easy in all of our busy, busy little worlds that you can have these meetings and then you can just move on. And I think making sure you reflect, replay and say thank you is a, is a very useful part of building yeah. building mental relationships. And I think don't always assume that um, mentors are really confident about the mm. fact that they've given good advice or that they've been useful. Often if you speak to, um, I know people who do lots of mentoring, 
and they'll say, oh, I'm not sure how useful I am. They might feel nervous going into that meeting. So don't make assumptions that just because someone's more senior or does lots of mentoring that they know that their advice is brilliant or really useful. Actually, people like that need feedback too. And actually, often the more senior you get, the amount of feedback that you get goes down. Yeah, I agree. So um, there are top tips. Um, On to some resources then. If you're thinking, oh, I'd like to explore this a little bit more and you know this podcast is coming to an end, where can you go next? Um, So there's a couple of articles that we think are really helpful. There's one from Forbes, which talks about the difference between um, a sponsor and a mentor. Some of these terms, so sponsors, coaches, mentors, they get talked a lot in terms of your development and they are quite different. Um, This article talks about the difference between sponsors and mentors. We will post it on our Twitter page amazing underscore if so you can have a look there and you'll be able to find that article there's another one as well that we think is good from virgin startup and that's all about how you can prepare for your first mentor meeting again we will tweet that so you can find that easily Um, and there's a final one uh, which is a website called mentorsme.co.uk that's really good for smaller businesses or if you're an entrepreneur it's got lots of sort of tips that um, you can you can use from there great stuff so hopefully that was useful. Um, good luck in finding a mentor yeah. if that's what you're um, trying to do. Um, I hope it goes well. Let us know any feedback that you've got um, from your experiences. We always really love to hear from you. We really want to know if our advice is useful and what else you'd like us to talk about in the future. So you can follow us on Instagram. You can send us ideas for future episodes to at amazing underscore if on Twitter or email us at getintouch at amazingif.com. If you do want to listen to our previous podcast series, that was all about confidence and how to overcome your confidence gremlins. And you can download that for free now um, on iTunes. So next week, we're going to be talking about how to improve your personal impact um, or gravitas. (laughs) Um, One of those areas that I think lots of people get that kind of feedback in their development reviews. um, It's just it's one of those almost annoying areas where people sort of say, oh, you know, you need to become more visible. You need to have more impact. And you just think, oh, well, can we all just stop saying that? It's not helpful. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The amount of people that I've had, I've I've both had that feedback, um, certainly in terms of kind of the gravitas point. And also had lots of people come and talk to me about that as an area. So um, we'll be talking a bit about that next week. And in the meantime, thanks very much for listening. um, And we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.